Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigars and brought to you by the Huddle Up Store Studios. We are coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona, where it is a bit chilly here. It's about 62 degrees, maybe it's 70 out right now. Is it 70 yet? 75 degrees. Wow, it's got warm. I was know? like a it's bit not... chilly, dude. It was nice this morning. I know. It was, it, was not, it was really, really nice on the ride in. So you rode your bike in. I rode my bike in, and it's it's great. And so JB's got a Harley-Davidson uh, Road King yep. 2022. And uh, I got a uh, 2008 Suzuki M109R. We are masculine men sitting here talking about cigars, men, and culture. And uh, that's what this podcast is about a little bit. Evidently, there's a, there's a rumor going around that we're a Christian podcast, which is great. I love Jesus and everything else like that. But someone goes, I hear, I hear a Christian podcast. I'm like, not really, but yeah, I appreciate it, though, <laughs> which is kind of fun. We do talk a lot about God and stuff like that here because it's important to our lives. And so this is kind of an outlet for us to talk about the stuff that we're passionate about and excited about uh, while we smoke a cigar. So we're not necessarily reviewing the cigars that we're smoking, but we definitely tell you the cigars that we're smoking while we are smoking them. So, JB, tell them the cigar that you're smoking because it was just done on a video we just dropped on Best Cigar Reviews on YouTube if you want to see more about cigars. Uh, what are you smoking, JB? Uh, Camacho Triple Maduro. Triple Maduro. Uh, you liking it? You it's very it? good. Yeah, it's very, very good. It's very good. I'm smoking uh, Foundations Tabernacle Double Corona, which uh, JB picked my cigar, and I picked his cigar for each other. So we did a whole little scenario on, like, what's a good cigar between, you know, what, 9 and $15 that you can get for somebody for the holidays. And that's what JB would have chose me. That's why I chose JB. So uh, definitely know my palate. That's good. Definitely know my palate. So uh, but we're talking about a subject today, which is kind of fun. And JB was, I mean, we literally just rolled in from one video into this one. And... Uh, he he mentioned it and we just started talking and talking. I'm like, dude, now let's do the bit. Let's do the podcast now. Let's just get into it. We'll do um, it live. I know we'll do it live. Let's go. Uh, and I think the the how we want to how do we want to couch the subject? Uh, the subject is about. I, w- I would say that like there's the, yeah. there's things in the in the world of professional sporting that I think has brought a lot of people into it. Um, for the wrong viewership, reasons, viewership wise, for the wrong reasons, but has pushed like people, at least me personally, people who are authentic sports lovers. I, I've really lost interest in professional sports the last like three to four years. So how would you, how would you title this? Would you title it as, you know, vintage sports lovers lose interest due to new, uh, new, uh, new people coming on and new ways. I would ways just of- say like cultural shift in sports okay that sounds great i like that so the cultural shift and the cultural shift that we're talking about it was funny because jb asked me he says do you think more people are watching football and when i was back in ohio i had a buddy named justin uh shout out to justin krueger um and he was we were talking about just guys in sports in general and how men just like sports and we like watching gladiatorial type stuff particularly gladiatorial type sports like football full contact anything even basketball things like that and then uh ufc things like that and he looked at me and says, yeah, it's, it's weird to find a guy who doesn't like sports, particularly in Ohio. I mean, Ohio is a sports capital, uh, kind of kind of a state in yeah, they, uh, in America. It really they, is. They breed ev- just about anything and everything out there, man. They really do. They really, I mean, more NFL people come out of Ohio and that, that, that region right there, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, it's just crazy. So, but I will say this, um, as we get into it, we start talking about people watching sports. Now, it was, when I moved to Phoenix, I was absolutely shocked to find that there's certain young men, uh, particularly a young guy I used to work with, and you guys know who that is, uh, he never watched sports. He actually only, he never participated in team sports. He, he was kind of a single sport guy. And uh, I thought that was really fascinating. And I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. Uh, and I think if you don't participate in team sports, uh, I think you're hampered in life personally. 
I think there's a there's a, a great value that team sports can teach you working together on a team and everything else like that. Uh, it's le- it's less um, uh, narcissistic than single single sports. I mean, a lot of I think a lot of sports that are single sports like uh, wrestling or anything else like that. I mean, oh dude, even even me running track, right? It was it's really hard to you're not really not part of a your, team. Yeah, I mean you are especially if you're on a relay, but you're not. You know, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like yeah, it's really hard, especially in that kind of a sport, right, to right. not so I, feel I, yourself too much. So I'm not, I'm not dogging people who are in who are in single single lane sports, but when you're part of a team and you work together as a team for to overcome obstacles, that could teach you a lot about life in general and things that you have to do. Speak, speaking on that really quick, as as somebody who's been a part of a lot of different teams, baseball, you know, whatever, right? We, we can keep going. Mm-hmm. My most when I ran track in both in high school and college. Mm-hmm. My most memorable and proud moments were not individual. Mm-hmm. They were with my dudes, the yeah. guys that I was in the trenches with every single yeah, day, yeah. putting in hours of yeah. work. Yeah, absolutely. We both and all succeed. Like we we won conference one year, right? In right. track in college, and that's a big deal because when you beat a school like Mount Union, you're talking guys like Cecil Shorts, Pierre Garcon. Mm-hmm. Those guys are NFL players with uh, some of the fastest times still, right? Uh, in Division Three college athletics, so, um, yeah, dude, like th- winning that so, conference with the whole team, and then winning the four by one championship with those guys, and going to nationals with that team. I actually dropped out of the two hundred at uh, at a regional tournament to make it to nationals to get a better seating because I didn't care anymore. I just wanted to win with my dudes, right? So, so I'll give you, I'll show you how this, how this actually benefits you as a young man in particular, if your young sons want to play team sports, something like that, I would highly encourage them to play team sports. For example, um, I'm 30 something years removed from high school. Okay. And high school football in particular. Now I, I coached fight, varsity football and everything like that. And I enjoyed it, but I haven't coached in many years. And recently my old college, I don't know, my old high school um, football quarterback, called me and texted me on the phone and said, I'm coming out to Phoenix. <clears throat> I want to hang out with you, Reith, and, and just, you know, see the town and everything like that. I was enamored. I was so excited about it. And, and I mean, he was a great football player. He was not nearly as good as he was. And I think it was really, really cool that that brotherhood that you had way back when, and we've talked ever since, we're both believers and things like that, so was, we've had a lot in common, um, to see, like, what that does and how that – that history builds even out. So I'm looking forward to Chad coming out here and, and we're going to talk with him and everything. I can't, can't wait for that, actually. But So, Dor, if you're watching this, man, I can't wait to land here in Phoenix. It's going to be great. We're going to paint down red. Or, you know, however, however hot it's going to be, it's probably going to be orange. <laughs> so, uh, But e- either way, um, we're talking about professional sports in particular. And now with professional sports, you were talking about something that you think is really ruining it. And so yeah. what, what do you feel is ruined about professional sports in particular? Well, Man, this is a weird conversation because there's a there's a lot of people that probably definitely don't feel the same way as I do. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a really big shift, especially in the last five years. Um, and I would say a lot of it has to do with the money that fantasy sports brings in now. And then you encompass that with legal sports betting now in a lot of states uh, right on your phone. You don't have to have a bookie or go to a casino to make these these sporting bets anymore. Right. You just open your phone yeah. and take money right out of your bank account. Oh, yeah. Um, So for me, like even the people that I'm around that are or were hardcore sports fans that watch a lot of sports, the only thing I hear them talking about now are their fantasy teams 
and the bets that they're making and how much money they lost the last bet and how much money they're getting the next bet. And then you you see some of that stuff translating over into baseball and other sports and things like that. For example, a couple of years ago, um, I found out that the MLB had changed some rules and they were using different two different types of baseballs. In, in in regular games, some of the balls were juiced oh, okay. because they needed more home runs to start happening to try to bring, bring excitement people back, back to, a boring to, sport? to yeah, baseball, okay. right? Yeah. Plus, the, you know, they shorted, they shortened the time and things like that, you know, the, to help viewership. It's but, a dying sport. Dying yeah, sport. Yeah. Uh, long story short, yeah. well, I don't think it's dying, but it it's, definitely it's, it's, it, it's it wasn't in a great space bro. as America's pastime. It, it wasn't it is in a America's great pastime, one hundred percent. But yeah. it's been dead. For the last couple of years, and, and this is saying this is I have, I have friends who've played yeah. in the major leagues and stuff like that, and I'm not dogging what what it is. And people who love baseball love baseball. I mean, they're dedicated fans. But well, I mean, compared to Super Bowl, thing? if you if you no, if you really dude. look at the numbers, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who? I mean, and COVID. I mean, COVID really hurt. Yeah, the so, COVID years. But yes, but here here's the thing though. So when it comes and, and quite quite frankly, the, there's only two or three sports I ever watch on TV. One I watch religiously, and that's football, college and college and NFL. Okay, and then I watch basketball once in a while when, when it's interesting, and then I watch um, I watch the World Series, the baseball. Okay, I watch the World Series if, if you would. So, but I never watch baseball on purpose necessarily because I think it's really boring. I've been to multiple games; it's the most boring sport I've ever seen. Um, but I will say, outside of golf, I think golf is just ugh. anyways. But and that's not because I can't play it; that's because I'm just not really interested. And that's just me. And it's not nothing wrong if you like baseball and you like the stuff. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I will say this though. When it comes down to what you're talking about with the fantasy stuff, now we have whole channels with ESPN and NFL.com. That's and all every, they're talking that's about. That's all they're talking about and, and because people make money this way. They make a lot of money. So people are making a ton of money doing this stuff, and, and, and I'm not against making money, but what, what I do see happening is people watching sports for a completely different reason than you usually watch sports for the competitiveness of it. And keep this in mind, too. This is a huge thing. And this isn't because I'm a Christian or anything else like that. I've never been a gambler. I just never have. I mean, yeah. the, the only time I, I, I think is uh, my, my kids would beg to differ with me because I used to play poker every Wednesday with my, my buddies and everything like that. And they would be like, yeah, Dad, you spend like five to ten bucks every Wednesday. I'm like, seeing the new, like, move, the next movie coming out in the theater is more of a gamble than playing with my buddies for three hours for $15, right? You know, and I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just there to smoke cigars, play poker, and have a fun time. So that's never a gamble for me. A gamble would be something like, here's $1,000 on something that I hope comes through. Yeah. Even if I got a hot line on it. Somebody told me, hey, this is a, this is a sure bet or something like that. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily play the stock market that way either or my investments that way either. I try to go diversify, I diversify, diversify, my, the, diversify portfolio. the portfolio and stuff like that and let my stockbrokers and guys who know that stuff tell me more than I, than I try to find myself. So... Um, but your, your, our conversation off air was about people coming into the sports now, just wanting to make money from them or being interested in them for the the potential of them making money. Why do you think that is? Well, even I'm going to pause that one. Okay. Come back to it, but I'm going to even go a little bit deeper on it with like the fantasy football Okay, to where. I almost wonder if, like, players sometimes are just, like, they hear people talking about them getting them fantasy points or not getting them fantasy points, and then they're just like, I ain't going to get, I'm not going to get that extra five yards today. Forget all you guys. Or if they bet on themselves. 
Yeah, dude. Like through other people, dude. And this, they can this, do that, dude. Oh my god, they this can is, do that. This is a whole nother subject now. Yeah, they could. Yeah, because Pete Rose is still sitting on his high horse with splinters in his ass because he wouldn't come out and apologize for right. cheating, or I mean, betting on his own team. Now that that's legal and people can actually kind of do that, it's just it's so weird, man. Like mm-hmm. I I don't know me personally and in, in my circle of people that I hear like a game every weekend and every Sunday morning uh, the the conversation is what are the what are the parlays what are the bets what are this what's that you know what I mean so and yeah dude it just eats me um, and hey. You had a conversation with somebody who's actually made some money doing it. Oh, I, I have friends that have made hundreds of thousands of dollars betting. Yeah. yeah make, make no mistake. There's, there's professional people I know, professional gamblers I know, that have made major, major money. I've, I have a good friend of mine that walked away with about $120,000 in Vegas once. You know, so it, it's, it's really interesting when you think about this and you think about the money involved in them. I mean, $120,000, that's, that's a year's salary for a lot of people. You know, and, and more than a year's salary for a lot of people. And so when, when that comes down to it, you're thinking through like, okay, how does this, how does this work out? And what, what, what is this teaching me to value in what I'm watching? Mm. The, the, these people are, the, and, then you're, and then you get super angry at somebody because they didn't perform the way that you wanted them to perform. And maybe the guy was just having a bad day, but you lost hundreds of dollars on it. Or yeah. thousands of dollars on it, like, you know. Really, you couldn't give me two more points, man. That's like one more yard, dude. That's what they yell at the screen. I've been yeah. there. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. And I just every time I kind of chuckle to myself, I'm like, I'm just glad. This is why I don't bet. This is why I don't gamble. This is why I, don't, I mean, outside of friendly bets between, I'll, I'll buy you lunch at the Bengals yeah, lose or something, something like, like that. that. Which, you know, all those times they out. You know, that's that's all. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm people who who make a living at doing this. So uh, I think most men, if they're interested in this, they and they're interested in gambling and betting on stuff, it makes you devalue the sport and or it it takes away something that's very holistic about the competition itself, in my personal opinion. What well, it's, it's not as organic anymore, no. right? So, like, no. if you go, if you go to, like, um, uh, if you go to, like, the uh, Cherokee tribe and um, the Eastern Band tribe in, uh, like, uh, North Carolina, right? Okay. And you watch them play stickball. Yeah. There is nothing they're playing that for except for the pride of their, uh, you know, their specific uh, group of family inside the tribes, right? So, like, there's different branches of Cherokee and they, you know, different areas that come and go against each other, right? And um, it's it's nothing but pride. Right. There's, a, there's another one in Italy, I think. It's kind of like, I think it's Italy. It's a kind of a, like a rugby game. Mm-hmm. And they literally just take all of the, I think there's four or five different sub-cities. And they uh, they all break them up and they all have their own team. And they go and they play and they just do it once a year. And it's just a gladiatorial, like, mm. we just do this for our pride, for our community, for our, you know, our borough, whatever you want to call it, right? right our right, section right. of the town. Sure. Our hood. Um, and that's it, man. And then they go home, they shake hands, and that's that. You know, there's I'm sure there's betting and stuff like that on the side of that. You know, I'm sure there is. Sure, but sure. I don't know, man. It just like I don't know. It makes me feel dirty, man. The, I, like I, I feel dirty I, watching a lot of sporting events now. I think I think what it, I think the danger is it can it, it has a couple of things. One, I, I I see the appeal because it broadens your horizon to be interested in multiple teams, not just your own home team. Uh, it also 
Yeah, um, I would say more people are more interested in other games outside yeah. of just their team because of fantasy football yes. and betting. I right, would right. I would agree with that. But I think the the thing at the time that it expands that and it's a value add, I guess, with gambling um, or playing fantasy football, or whatever you want to do. The devalue. I have I have friends that have actually made money, you know, doing this and gambling and so on and so forth. I had a buddy make one hundred twenty thousand dollars in Vegas one time. So on sports uh, betting, yeah, I think he was playing. I think he was gambling a different way, but not sports betting. I know he's, I know he's made a lot of money on sports betting though. Wow. So as a result, I think that there can be a danger in that, and I think it does two things. One, it enables you to value it, 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 the positive that it feels like is that it expands your your vision of sports beyond just the game itself and your home team and your yeah. home pride. And also it devalues the people actually playing it because that's just a commodity for you to move or for you to bet on to make your money. And if it doesn't and if he or she doesn't perform the way that you want them to, then all of a sudden you don't like that person or you don't value them enough or you don't value them at all. So yeah, they're that, just commodities. That's all they are. They're, and you're just trading them for the sake of like, you know, Getting getting more money, getting this and so on and so forth. So I think that's that's something that I that I that I that I have seen in conversation with people where I'm talking about a certain guy and I'm like I like that guy. I'm like yeah man. And in the conversation, like that guy actually made me like hundreds of dollars last week. And I'm like oh well that's good. And they're like yeah, but if he would have done this, he would have done that. I'm like well yeah, he's a good guy though, man. He's a good guy. Well who cares how good he is? He didn't do this. And I'm like oh so it's all a matter of performance, man. It's all about performance and. It's a commodity. So the people when people become a commodity, I got a problem with it. I got a problem with it. Yeah, that's a really good point, man. Um you you brought up a couple things that I found really interesting cuz like as a sports fan, you get mad at your team when they make mistakes anyway. Like I'm a New Orleans right, Saints right. fan. Yeah. I'll never forget that missed tackle in that Vikings game. Never. They should have went back to back, dude. I don't know what happened with that tackle in that Vikings or not back to back, but they should New Orleans should have been there that year. And something fishy happened, and he missed that 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 tackle, right? Mm -hmm. But you know, when you start adding the extra layers of like, now you're mad at your team because they lost, but now you're mad at your team because you lost money on the bet. Then you're mad at your fantasy football team, which is also probably has players from your favorite team on it because you're biased and you're gonna take a good player from your favorite team, right? So then it adds all an extra layer of like you're saying, right? Like how how are these guys? how are these guys competing in professional sports right now starting to get any different than the gladiators that almost would have back then other than they have a choice to not to right mm -hmm. those guys didn't in gladiatorial times didn't have a choice it was you know yeah. die or live by living sure um sure. these guys obviously have much more of a choice and they get paid and they have you mm -hmm. know fairly good lives for it but yeah but yeah dude that's yeah you and you, using people to make money man and that's why I don't I don't fault NFL players when they get these big contracts and everything else like that with Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow or anybody of those guys. Those are two of my teams, Cincinnati Bengals and the Cardinals. I mean, I'm from Cincinnati, and I live in Arizona. So when, when they get these big contracts and they don't perform the way they would, I'm like, look, man, you know, I, I didn't think Kyler Murray deserved that kind of contract to begin with. Yeah, is, my idea. is it on them or is it on the people that evaluated them and gave them the contract? Yeah, it's on that. It's on that. It's on that person. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not on them. You know, they did they did what they could, and they thought you know they're trying to get their money because. The average NFL player lasts three and a half years. That's the average. That's the, that's the average overall. So, I mean, if you get more than five years out of an NFL player, way to go. So these guys are trying to make all their money for a lifetime in just three to five years. Yeah. They really are. because Which is why they fight so hard for it. Right, absolutely. So, But when when that person becomes a commodity, I think that's 
I think what gambling does to that degree, I'm not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about a little bitty bets with your friends or things like that. But when you get into professional gambling and everything like that, I think the danger of that isn't just the addiction and the rush. I think it's the devaluing of human life um, for your own personal gain. Mm. I think that's the problem that I have with it. And, uh, and I think it's I think it'd be very a, a dangerous spiral to be honest I, with you. I'd be interested because we we actually have some guys that are still pretty connected professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a personal friend that uh, has bounced around in the league pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually have somebody who's retired from you know. Yeah. Long story short, um, I would be curious to see what what professional athletes think about this. Like, do they see themselves as being looked at as more of like you're saying, like a commodity or as an item than ever before, mm-hmm. or are they not really feeling that from this from that side of things with like the betting and things like that and fantasy teams? Like I'd I'd be curious to see what what a mental what a mindset of a of an actual player would be on that topic. Yeah, it's it, that'd be. Are you gonna repeat the question you said? Uh, oh, because you said it last time. Okay, I, I think a lot of professional athletes do feel like commodities versus like you know, appreciated for the sport. Now we appreciate them by paying the money to come see them and everything like that. So I'm not saying that they have, they have a right to be, you know, hoity toity about anything like that. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I am saying though, is that in our minds and in our hearts, they become commodities for us to make money off of versus appreciating the sport they're playing and just paying them to play the sport if you would. Yeah. So I think that's what professional gambling is, is doing. And I think all the stuff that's happening and so on with draft Kings, everything else like that. Um, it's, it's kind of crazy. It really is. So, um, I'm not, I'm not like an anti gambler or anything else like that. I'm just saying I would really watch it to make sure your heart's in the right place. And I'm, I know, I know when, I know when I say this kind of stuff, there's some guys going to tune out and be like, heart in the right place. What? You, I'm all about my money, man. What, what's the matter to you? The problem is if you devalue human beings continually through everything else, we, as men as it is, it's already hard enough to respect each other as it goes. To bring somebody down to a notch of being a commodity for you to bet on to the for the purpose of performing to your liking so that you can make money off their performance, it devalues them. There's no other way to say it. It's just it's just true. It really is. Yeah. And that could be a dangerous thing. So uh it, so so much so that if you get get wrapped up in that world, you finally end up meeting your sports hero, you may not like them because they lost you money somewhere, right? In the big game, like you were just talking about the tackle. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm like from New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, for example, like, I, I can remember meeting, I don't know if you've ever met any legends before. I've got a chance to meet some really good legends, like Anthony Munoz from Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s. I mean, incredible offensive tackle, Hall of Fame tackle. You know, got a chance to meet him. I had no preconceived notions before I met him. When I met him, I was like, man, this guy's a great guy, super nice, everything else like that. Really, really cool guy. He's a great football player. Now, had I lost a bunch of money and he missed a block and everything else like that, and then I met him, it may have completely changed the way that I saw him. I'm like, dude, he, you you missing that tackle in the Super Bowl, you doing this in the Super Bowl, you ruined my life because I bet $10,000 on that and I'm out $10,000, you know? That kind of dude, thing, man. I'm going to get cheesy, but the movie The Replacements with Shane Falco, you still haven't seen this. I uh, know, I know. I Keanu Reeves it. plays a, a quarterback named Shane Falco, uh-huh. and his character in the movie long story short, played as a quarterback at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And he played in the Sugar Bowl. And every single person in the movie, when they first meet him in the movie, goes, oh, Shane Falco, man, you really sucked in that Sugar Bowl. And then he meets the field goal kicker. His name's Nigel Gruff. He's from Wales. Uh And he goes, man, 
Lost a lot of bloody freaking money on that game. You suck. Right, right, right. <laughs> I could smell the stink all the way back to Wales. And then he starts whistling, ole, 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 ole. So I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I just think I think that's the danger that we're talking about. We're talking about people in professional sports and what we have to do and everything else like that. And that's part of what we're having to, having to deal with uh, at this time. So, But we want to know what you guys think. So what do you think? Do you think we're off kelter in the things that we're talking about? Do you think that we're missing something? Or do you think that this professional betting and things that we're getting in is 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 devaluing devalue devaluing people that play professional sports? Or is do you think it's a plus? Drop Dude. a comment below because I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. That's why I can't wait for the Olympics to come back, man. It's one of the few sports sporting events still in this world outside of like the world championships and different events yeah. where you're literally just going for your pride and for the pride of your country. Well, not only that. Um, That's it. It's this summer, isn't it? The summer is... 2024. 2024, yeah. Yeah, summer so this summer. Yeah, yeah, this summer. This summer is the Olympics. So, well, guys, drop a comment below because we want to know your thoughts on this on this subject and so on and so forth. Thank you so much for watching the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast. So for the Cut, Light, and Smoke podcast, I've been Bradley. He's been JB. And we're out of here, like always, last year. JB dropped the beat. Uh, uh.